0: Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 84 of Death Readers, the podcast where, for the first time, we are both reading through a book for the first time. If this is your first time listening to Death Readers, uh, what we do here is we take a book, we read through a section of it, we take notes, we talk about it, uh, and you listen and hopefully enjoy this episode is the first episode uh, where we're reading Robert T. Backer's Raptor Red, the third book in our Jurassic Park trilogy, unofficial as it may be, still uh, serves that function. I'm trying to think if there was any housekeeping. I don't think Doesn't so. Doesn't occur to me there probably was, so I think when I was listening to the episode I heard myself say something that was just incorrect and as I was listening to it I was like, oh I know what that is now and I forgot it. <laughs> So, sorry about that if I said something uh, real dumb, probably too many to count. So, uh without any housekeeping, I say we jump right into the episode. Let's do it. All right. Well, well, I think that brings us to the first part of Raptor Red, which is the It's not a, it's not a it doesn't start with that word, so I can't say it.
1: Well, you're wrong. <laughs> First, we have to do the edition. Let's do the edition edition. Mm. What edition are you reading?
0: I am reading the the Bantam Paperback Edition, September 1996. How many pages does it have, out of curiosity? My page count is, I think, exactly 250. No, it's not. It is... Wait, is it? It's exactly 250.
1: Mine is 246, so we'll be pretty close.
0: Yes. Uh, my edition is a paperback. Uh-huh. Um, I'm really into this one because it has this super cool holographic cover. Sure. With raptor. Super being super nineties. So it's got the aesthetic of a '90s comic book cover. Those X-Men card, comics that cross trading over card.
1: Like got everyone. Oh. It's awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Um, it has a really cool stamp on the inside that says, C&M Used Books, Mm -hmm. 215th East 4th Avenue, Anchorage, Alaska, 99501. I have a feeling that place doesn't exist.
1: I think you're right. Well, I'm very excited by my copy, too, which came from my local library. It smells like it's 25 years old. It's fantastic. Mm. It's a first-run hardback. Uh, mm. And I know this because there is an inscription, which I'm very excited about. What on the first page? I mean, like, we're talking like there's a map inside the book.
0: Oh yeah, I see the map.
1: My map. Is, I got a map, bro. My map is on the inside hard cover and the the facing page, and on the back of the, the reverse of that, even before the title. It is dated twelve ninety five, as in December ninety five. Daddy, Christmas. I love you very much and hope you enjoy this book. Have a wonderful Christmas. Love always, Mardi.
0: There's so much in this story. I know, it's fantastic. <laughs> There's so much going on. Number 1, this is basically our Christmas show.
1: It's a Christmas show. Um, this was a Christmas book. I'm reading this exactly when whoever this person what read this 25 when years you're ago. Reading this,
0: you're reading this exactly the same time Daddy put it down and donated it to the library. This is
1: a literal fossil. I'm following in its footsteps. It's amazing. It's so exciting.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The flavor. It's uh, it's pungent. Um, that's amazing. I'm so excited. That person had to have... Okay, that person either read the book at some point and then decided... Later, like I'm, I don't, I'm never going to read this again. This book. Oh, that's is not terrible. I, that's not what I see happening. That's what I see, and then I see them going, "I'm just going to just take it in the in the yearly dump to the library and donate it."
1: Unfortunately, this story is a little more tragic, but I feel uh, slightly more uplifting at the same time because uh, he was clearly like sent this book by his older daughter who was living on her own because she's telling him to have a wonderful Christmas. She wasn't there. Um. Mm. Which means he was an older man. This was 25 years ago. I believe he has since passed and the book has been donated in his honor to the local library.
0: I think you can ask someone to have a happy Christmas or a Merry Christmas and still be with them that Christmas.
1: You can, but I don't think that's what happened. That doesn't feel like what Marty would have done.
0: I love, so if if you've read these chapters of Raptor Red that we're going to read in this episode, which are, uh, up into flood and panzers do not read past flood and panzers
1: do not even start flood and panzers
0: <clears throat> don't even start it then you'll know that a big chunk of the way this book is written is in the thing that we're kind of doing right now <laughs> to this inscription which is suggesting our best guesses about how things would have happened and the behavior of the of the creatures we're analyzing from the from the past uh i uh, rob's theory uh it, it we'll call it the uh, the geriatric theory is that the the person who uh, was gifted this was an elderly man, Daddy, um, and it was gifted by his uh, by his daughter who was old enough to uh, know what her dad liked, know that he'll like books, but not able to spend the holidays with him, so she sent him the book, inscribed it. She had moved uh, on. Was, she'd,
1: she'd found a red snout of her own and was raising her own little brood.
0: Yeah, you know, she had to, She has to uh, take her first steps out of that mud nest and make a, make a life of her own. And I understand that. My theory, however, is a little different. My theory is that a young boy and his father... Mar- Marty, wait, M-A-R-D-Y, just so we all understand. Ma- M-A-R-D-Y?
1: Yes, not Marty. Marty.
0: I don't know. What, how is that a, Is that a girl's name? I feel like I it's a girl's about?
1: name. It looks like a girl's handwriting, too.
0: I'm not going to ask how you can genderize those things, but... It's a, it's a little um, fuller.
1: It's a little curvier around the hips.
0: What about the... Uh, what about the till days?
1: There are no till days.
0: Oh, no till days. But what there, about are, the, uh, there are... What about the serifs? There are some are there serifs? serifs. There are some serifs, yes. There are serifs. Yes. Mm. Serifs, very feminine. Uh
1: yeah, it's serifs, not serifs. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to be silly and I'm coming off as an asshole, and so I apologize. No, you're no you're not. No, oh my god. I am I am the worst.
0: Now you're coming off as an Fuck asshole. You. <laughs> um There it is. The uh <clears throat> um, so Mardi, who is uh, who is male, uh, in my hypothesis, sure. we're going to call this hypothesis the Mardi hypothesis. Young young uh, boy and his father go to see Jurassic Park. Dad loves it. Kid loves it. His dad loves it. Christmas comes, 1993 or whatever. What Christmas did it say? Uh, 95. 95. Christmas. The, the Christmas of the uh,
1: the year this was printed.
0: Okay. 1995 comes around. Kid and his mom shopping at Barnes & Noble. Trying to find something for the dad. And the the kid sees Raptor Red, the cover. It has the word raptor on it. Has a dinosaur-ish like cover. And he says, mommy, mommy. That's the book I want to get for daddy. Because he loved that Jurassic Park movie with the raptors. And the mom humors him and gets it for him. Then she writes the inscription for him. Because he's too young. He can't write. Barely knows what movies are. And he gives it to his dad. And his dad's like, oh, God, I hated that movie. That movie was awful. I have such a stupid child. Ugh. There's that whole scene where you can see where the, the fence ends. Like, what? They couldn't fix that? Like, and I don't like seeing Jeff Goldblum's stomach heaving in an open shirt. Like, I'm I'm a red blooded American man. That's not my kind of film. I don't want to see that. I miss I miss movies. Jeff Goldblum movies like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where you have the dog faced or the man with the the, the, the man faced dog. I want to see that. That's man's movies. Or The Fly. Not this crude matter. This
1: luminous dreams are
0: Park (laughs) (laughs) and he says but now I'm stuck with this fucking book I love it oh it's such a good book thank you so much Mardi I really like this book uh I'm gonna read it right away takes it straight to the library donates it right away get this shit out of my sight I don't want to be reminded that I have a numbskull son and the kid never knows because he he or he or he grew up he learned he got depressed about it really hurt his feelings it it was the start of the divide between them where you know like the red snouts and the yellow snouts where eventually this divide occurs between them and after long enough they can no longer reconcile and come back together and it all started because of Jurassic Park and Raptor Red I disagree I I I couldn't disagree with you more
1: because I'll tell you why because love always
0: No it The boy would have
1: said I love you daddy And the
0: and the and the, and the yeah but I'm saying that the, the the father at that point says I could never love something as stupid as this Nope Nope this, this, is, this is this is a creature, devoted
1: daughter who knew her father loved paleontology
0: I think this this moment caused this father to suspect that it wasn't even his son that there might be some like inf- infidelity going on in, in in the genealogy of this child like how could I would never sire such a numbskull your mother your mother might depending on who she fraternizes with like you're taking
1: an ugly or you're taking a beautiful moment a beautiful Christmas memory and trying to make it ugly and I'm not gonna stand for it
0: no this is the no this is he he sees it and he's like oh. Oh, did you see some other guy prancing around doing a maiden dance for you? Did he have ticks in his neck? Big red buggy ticks? Is that who this boy's father really is? Yeah, yeah. Marty, I read the book. Yeah, I did. It sucks. It was stupid. Just like you, Marty. You're not my son. That's what I think happened. Well, you're wrong. I don't think I could be wrong. I know that you're wrong. From the color of the ink, from the... What's the
1: color of the ink? What's the color of the ink? What'd you guess? Tell me. What'd you guess? Purple. Light
0: blue, light blue. Is it just faded, or is it? Was it like ballpoint blue, and then it faded?
1: No, I feel like it was a uh, a specialty pen.
0: Specialty pen. Yeah, like like a this. What this
1: this wasn't your this wasn't your 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 old man's you know pack of Bics where you get blue or black. This this is a lighter blue. This is almost a sky blue. It's soft. It's gentle. This is baby blue, like the color of her yeah. eyes.
0: Indicating once again that it was a young boy child. No, nope, that's not what that indicates stupid. at all. Very young. No, very no.
1: stupid. No, this is someone with a with a series of craft inks.
0: No. Oh yeah. No, 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 no.
1: Also, my book has this great color illustration. Whoa! I don't have that. No, you don't.
0: Oh, that's like a spoiler. Now I know there's snow eventually. <laughs> or
1: there was snow once upon a time,
0: but we'll get there. All right. Uh, how's that for an edition? Edition. <laughs> That's a
1: hell of an edition. Edition.
0: All right. Um, so now, can we move into the the thing that doesn't start with chapter? Yes, the preface. Yes.
1: All right. Preface.
0: Um. So, first notes on the preface. Uh, I knew that the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park wasn't as large as the real-world species of Velociraptor, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that the Utah Raptor was discovered during the production of the film. Oh,
1: you didn't? I, I think I, I actually remember this being publicized. As soon as they got their hands on the information, they were like, oh, and by the way, it's okay, the raptor's this big or bigger. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I felt it was fascinating to read... Uh, Backer being involved with the naming of it, and how he was talking to the production, and how he was excited to assuage the product, the nerdy the nerdy production's uh, fears, because these artists were all like, "But it's not accurate!" And now he's able to be like, "No, no, it's all co- it's cool, guys." Um, this whole section it felt to me like this book is to the Jurassic Park franchise what uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare was to a Nightmare on Elm Street. It has this sort of meta, it like it's related, but it's a meta contextual version. It was fun. It's very. It was it was a fun uh, trip through uh, alternate memory lane.
0: Yeah, I I, I really liked it. I, I think I think that, that that peek behind the curtain from one perspective of Jurassic Park is probably what got this book greenlit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also think it's it is interesting. Um, at least I found it interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: That's all, That's all I, I have, have for the preface. Oh, did okay. Jinxies. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Then that should bring us to... Raptor Attack. April. Well, come on. Okay, so you go that direction. I went the other direction. I went date first.
1: Well, uh, I uh, I didn't.
0: Because, see, like... I don't know if it does it in your book, but in my book, in my edition... April is at the top of the page.
1: Yeah, but it's in the top of the page in a corner.
0: Not for me. Mine is centered uh, above the illustration of the creature.
1: Oh. See, hold on.
0: See, this is why we do edition edition, guys. See, mine
1: is up there in the corner, very faint.
0: Very interesting.
1: So, if you would like to go date first, we can. I will make that concession to you since it's apparently important.
0: Well, I mean, I just, no, just No, 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 no. You like feel strongly.
1: I wouldn't want to... This
0: is... I do. I do feel strongly. I can... Uh, I, I want to say very clearly I feel strongly about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's in the spirit of the author's intent. Sure. Um, I feel like that is evidenced by the fact that the newer version of the book, my version of the book, has it in this way. They could have easily reprinted it the same way as they reprinted your uh misbegotten unloved version of the book i I don't
1: think so i think for paperbacks the offsets would have been too much work for them to do they have you know top of the page type for author or uh name of the book but uh hey man we'll do it your way i'll make that doesn't make any
0: sense like because like look at mine here same page same page on the other on the opposite end what's that page number what's that yeah why couldn't if they were gonna put they, they could corner align things is what i'm saying they could corner align well, that's where that the page they,
1: number goes so they couldn't put text there. not
0: on the other page right it's blank that's my point they couldn't have put April it, up there they could have put you only up put there.
1: numbers there that's what i'm saying
0: okay i accept your apology
1: um if that's what you want to call it
0: i think i know that's you very you well need to go I think, to think I, you well <laughs> I think i know you well enough i think i know you well enough to know that this is how you how you uh how you lose <laughs>
1: that's what you want to think. <laughs> so,
0: that brings us to...
1: April. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Let me do it again. Let's try it again.
0: That brings us to... April. Raptor attack! All right. Uh, I only have an overview. Okay. Um, what's your overview? Okay. My overview is... Uh, man, chapters like this really make you think... <laughs> One member of every mated pair is to die first. If you're lucky enough to find a life mate, then you're cursed to watch them die first. I know, it says till death do us part in most wedding vows, but how many people really contemplate what that's going to be like? Like, Rap- Raptor Red can't even contemplate it. She has to live it.
1: Do you want to tell the people what happened in it, or are you assuming they've read along?
0: I'm assuming you've read along, but okay. I'll tell you what happened. So raptor red she's a she's a female raptor an adult raptor and uh, she's a she's part of a mated pair with her 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 male mate and they go out hunting they're a very good solid steady efficient hunting team but they've also not been so successful when it comes to uh, breeding they've not had a successful clutch in the three years that they've been a mated pair I think it was three years and, uh, one, one day they decide to take down a large, uh, sauropod a solo, a, a cocky young male, and they think a they bully, can, they think they bully even. Yes. And they think they can take him down because he's, he's cocksure. He's, he's arrogant. He's going to be easy to, uh, take advantage of. And they do. And they, they attack him. These two raptors ferocious, they get him. They tear him down. They chase him into a big mud pile, a, a, a soft, dried lake bed that's uh, soupy with mud. And he gets out there and he stands in the middle of the mud pile and he thinks that he's going to be safe now. Uh, there's some dactyls flying around, but other than that, he thinks he's safe. and then he sees he hears it. He hears the raptors approaching from both sides. He's already bleeding. he's already like wounded severely. He's confused he doesn't know why why this happened and then he's taken down faster than he can understand it. his intestines have been spilled into the uh, the muddy red bed of the of the uh, dried out lake and raptor red and her and her spouse eat and gorge themselves on him as fast as they can. but in the time from after they make their kill to when tragedy strikes they hear uh, a sound of some kind i think i think that's what happens and uh raptor red i think she jumps on top of this creature and then jumps off and as she jumps off to she jumps on top of him to get a good look around to see to assess their their surroundings and then i think when she jumps off she moves the body in a way just i enough. think this is what happened just enough to where it falls and and traps her her mate under its heft and weight. And then that ends up squishing him and pushing him deep into the, the muck mud of the dry lake bed, where he cannot escape the weight of the dead animal that's sitting on top of him. And he isn't strong enough to claw his way out of the mud. And he ends up drowning in the mud. And she hurriedly tries to claw him out and reflect and re, like instinctly tries to save him. But her claws are good for cutting. They're not good for scooping. So every, every slash she makes in the mud by his face to try to get him out, uh, just fills in and she's left staring there as her, as her mate, her hunting partner. The, the, the one raptor out there that can help keep her alive as much as she can help keep him alive is gone in an instant. She spends 36 hours holding vigil over this, their carcasses not eating, not doing anything until the scavengers come and drive her away. So that's basically what happens in the first chapter. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: So now she is, Uh, and
0: that just, like I said, that just got me thinking about, uh, you know, every married couple, one of them's going to die first, every couple at all. But like one person's going to die first.
1: Yeah. But you don't think about this like daily. It doesn't enter your thoughts and you're like, okay, no, okay, no, you're one of those people. (laughs)
0: No, I suppress these thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Because like neither, like I said, it's like I said in my note, it's like if you're lucky enough to find a life partner who you enjoy being with, you are immediately cursed to having to either die and leave them behind or watch them die. Unless you're lucky enough to go together. I guess. (laughs) but Like not everybody can be Peter Parker's parents.
1: Or Bruce Wayne's.
0: Or Bruce Wayne's. Or or Superman's.
1: Most of the people on Krypton, really.
0: Yeah, mo- yeah most of them. Most Kryptonians died at the same time. <laughs> See? So, look at the bright most side. Most of the last... I mean, unless you're talking about the Kandorians and... You know.
1: Well, yeah, nobody talks about them.
0: Yeah. Or the Phantom Zone inmates. Heavy stuff. Yeah, it, it, you know, so... Thanks, Raptor, <laughs> for making me think about that.
1: There's a brilliant thought 120 million years in the making.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, my note's not quite so dour. Um, <laughs> I, I liked how this book is written. It ri- it's written the way a nature documentary sounds, as with a sort of pseudo interim monologue supported by the narrative. Um it's it's kind of fun. I could I could imagine you know a narrator like uh, documentary narrator with their soft, David Attenborough like voice. David, Richard, yes, David. Okay, I I don't know. I get the Attenboroughs mixed up, but you know what I mean. I could, I, I were there yeah. an audio book, I would want him to narrate. To to you,
0: all Attenboroughs look alike.
1: They certainly all sound alike. Uh, my only other two notes were I'm I'm really. Enjoying his kind of nerdy metaphors, mm. like uh, Darwinian blitzkrieg or Ginsu knife claws,
0: or like was it Sister Computer Sisters or something? That's
1: later, but yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, they just completely like I can tell this guy's a nerd, but they they amused me.
0: Yeah, aside from being a paleontologist, he's a nerd. Yes, he's not like a rock star paleontologist. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's basically where I start my next notes for the next chapter. Okay, you want to get into the next chapter? Let's do it. April Raptor Red. I have a note on page twenty six.
1: Um, I've got a couple of notes before I get to page numbers. One of which, uh, my wife suggest. Well, first of all, this is where Raptor Red gets her official name. She's actually called right Raptor Red. And and my wife wondered if that was a reference. If they were making a reference in the Lost World. Jurassic World when they when they named the Raptor Blue. Blue? Oh.
0: I didn't think about that. That's clever. That's
1: why Maybe. she made that thought. Maybe. It's you, possible. You make thoughts happen, right? And then yeah, uh um, my one. I just wondered, will she learn to love again?
0: <laughs> I think it I mean, yeah, let's get there. Um <laughs> Uh so my page twenty six uh says so far, I'm enjoying the novel nature of this book. Uh, I like the mix of first-person experience of the dinosaurs and the third-person omniscient narration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of, uh I was saying about what you were saying, it's kind of perfect for a book about the lives of dinosaurs because the first-person dinosaur parts are clearly informed by the author's extensive knowledge of the subject matter, and it, it also helps us personify the characters so that we can relate to them. Uh, it's, it's almost as if they react to the to struggles as a human would or mm-hmm. at least they're written like they are yeah. reacting like a human would react but also with and, explanations
1: uh, as to why it's being written that way
0: and then the third person narration gives us the perspective of the paleontologist mm-hmm. informing and insightfully communicating theories on dinosaur behavior however i do think this might get old by 250 pages well it's possible
1: that is that's fair um although there is probably going to be a narrative structure, which might help that along, not just events. I,
0: so far, what I'm I'm predicting is that the book is going to be structured like this. There's going to be the plot of what happens to Raptor Red, mm-hmm. and that's going to take us through the entirety of the book.
1: And she'll have a journey, a, a, a personal yes. growth. That would be the na- narrative part. Inter-
0: but spliced into that are going to be these short featurettes about the lives of a bunch of different other types of animals mm-hmm. and species of, of creatures in this period of time, they're going to read a lot like everything else we've read. Like, Oh, we're going to take this shortcut over to the alligators perspective yep. or crocodiles perspective. Yep. And we're going to take a shortcut into the turtles perspective. Yep. And I just have this feeling it's going to be a lot of that. Okay. And that's the part that I feel like could get old where like, I can appreciate that stuff. Like you said, as if I'm reading a nature documentary Sure. But in terms of an actual, like, narrative, it's, it's, I I imagine it's where most of the 250 pages come from. Fair.
1: Um, then at at which point I could only say at least it's only 250 pages.
0: This is going to be a four episode book. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's it's not, it's not that big. No. Um, But well, anyway, that's. Uh, I only have an overview after that.
1: Um, let's see. I enjoyed, uh, it's another one of his backerisms. Uh, Darwinian Lizzie Borden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Things like that. It's just, that was, that was about, uh, what? Someone killing their mother, I believe, or their parents.
0: Uh, I think, I think so.
1: But not the red snouts. Their adaptive equipment proved superior to their Oh, I know what it is. I, I, could tell you, I met, can tell you. I can tell you because I remember it. I'm just it. gonna read it. Red snouts, oh, but I it in the out yellow snouts. The daughter species exterminating the parent species, like Darwinian Lizzie Borden's.
0: See, it's like when the when the red snouts c- could could uh, annihilate the the yellow snouts because they're they're like their ancestors, so they're like the daughter species is killing the parent species. So it's like, and our Darwinian Lizzie Borden. That's what I mean. That's how I was gonna say. Um. And then you read it. I Which, did. You know, it's the same. Okay, it's fine.
1: <laughs> What's your overview?
0: Just uh, honestly, at this point, it's just I felt kind of bad because I didn't have much to say. Well. <laughs> uh, about about it. And I just I just noticed that like, I I really am enjoying the 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 delicacy, if you will, of the uh, natural naturalist fiction, mm-hmm. like this idea of like we're going to describe to you animal behaviors and animal uh, motivations and, and evolutionary psychology and things like that. that are all going to be inside this creature's behavior. Uh, and it's not going to be aware of those things because it's too much for it. But mm-hmm. we can we can sort of infer things based on the stuff we understand. And I'm like, it's making parts of my brain tingle that are, it's not that like these are high concepts or things that are like, really it makes you think a lot. It's more like I don't think about these subjects that often and that's activating and I, I'm enjoying it. Okay. Uh all right well then that brings us to the next chapter
1: May too skinny for parenthood and too full of ticks Yeah Um uh, page
0: 33
1: uh mine's 31 Uh Raptor Red is too hard on herself I'm sure she could be <laughs> like a manic pixie dream raptor She uh is very very cr- critical of her Tail not being full enough, her thighs not being full enough to attract a new mate because she's underfed because she doesn't have someone helping her uh, bring down prey. And, and it just made me feel bad for her.
0: Well, see, I, I actually thought that was really interesting because I thought about like saying something similar and then I thought, no, because that's not how like an animal would think. An animal isn't saying, oh, my self confidence isn't good because <laughs> I don't meet body, like I don't meet beauty standards. The animal saying, I'm. I'm only really able to assess my physical nature, and my 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 uh, physical self on a functionality perspective, and I can tell by looking at myself, I will not function as well in the ways I need to function to survive. Sure, but I still feel and bad. I really, for I her. really I like that. I want
1: her to survive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just I don't feel bad for her on a like self esteem level. Is the that's the thing I just how I I looked at it. Um. Uh, I mean, who? Nobody wants to see anybody eat rotten fish out of a lake. No, that sounds gross and sad.
1: Um, I have another note from page thirty-one. Gone are the days when a lady knew how to really attract a man by taking a dump.
0: So that's, uh, yeah. That's your thirty-three. I think that that's that's later for me. So yeah. <laughs> um. So let me get to my thirty-three. Sure. Uh. I, I like that the book emphasizes the evolutionary importance of being well-fed and healthy. Uh, if you're not healthy, uh, evolutionarily, you won't be able to attract a healthy mate. And mm. I, I like that as the thing. But And then my 34, which is apparently your 31. Uh, leaving a big pile of shit on your doorstep is a good way to keep away unwanted suitors. But I'm not convinced. It's a good way to attract your dream male. Um, also, if if there was a uh, a raptor poop based dating app, do you think you'd need to wipe right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played. Where,
0: where you're just where you're just looking at <laughs> raptors big poop pictures. <laughs> wow. She, oh, that's some apatosaurus meat. I can I can tell by the by the photo. Oh, she's she's good.
1: This one looks too loose. Oh,
0: gross. Oh, look, there's maggots in it. Or oh, there's, there's you know. Oh, there's there's parasites in it. Oh god, she's not healthy. We couldn't couldn't breed with her. So I guess we should clarify that what happens in this chapter is, because um, we're just talking about a dinosaur pooping and as if it's th- okay. So, uh, she very quickly gets over the death of her mate. And then, uh, it starts to pragmatically. Yes. Very very rationally. It's like, well, I'm not going to survive. If I continue to mourn him, he's dead. I have to move on. I loved him for whatever that means. I don't know if she says that, but she, she, she has to move on. Uh, and part of moving on is finding a new mate. So she starts doing the thing she needs to do, like marking territory, scent marking trees, and doing the thing that she knows will attract only the best mates. Take a huge dump. And, uh, she makes it clear that her her enormous dump will only attract the best uh red-snouted raptors and keep all those disgusting unbreedable yellow raptors away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which uh I was I was just fascinated by. I really loved the uh I actually, you know, now that now that we're talking about it, I have some uh, you know, choice moments that I've I've have uh, i s- I've pulled out of the book that I'd like to read. Sure just so that we all understand exactly what we're talking about. Here is the here is the passage about the poop. She pauses and adds the strongest signal of her gender and species. A dung pile. No raptor of the wrong species will miss the message now. I'm an adult. Utah raptor of the red-snout species. If you're a healthy red-snout male, consider me. All others, leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, The the, the line that Rob was talking about earlier, uh, about her body image, goes like this. Now she's lost her mate, and she's skinny. Too skinny, she suspects, to be attractive. You hear that? (laughs) Ladies, thin isn't beautiful. (laughs) And then lastly, uh, eventually we'll get to this point, but I'm going to read it now. She's lonely and unhappy with her lot as a single hunter. But she's not desperate. <laughs> that comes when she finds the uh, the the tick infested guy. Yeah,
1: out. dude. We should talk about the tick infested guy because that was I don't know if we're there yet. That's this chapter, though.
0: Is it this chapter? It's too full of ticks. Okay, let's remember? talk about the t- let's yes, yeah, too full of ticks. Yeah. So she she the first guy she attracts is like the strong, healthy male raptor, Utah raptor, red snout, beautiful, not too close to her family scent, so she knows that he's not like a risk of of mating. He's he's a their genes would make healthy children. She believed, or, or a clutch of healthy chicks.
1: But he's acting kind of weird. He's
0: he's acting weird. He's standoffish. He's he's ignoring all the uh, the etiquette of raptor dating dances. He's not getting and too close
1: right away. Like like he's hiding something.
0: He's hiding something. He's hiding something shameful, mm-hmm. and disgusting. And what is it? A neck full of ticks.
1: Ugh, Ugh. tick infestation.
0: He gets. Oh, up, he even gets up close
1: weak. and 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 what was it? Leans against her, which is. Real intimate. I thought behavior. she got up and like and I, like
0: snuggled him to get a better look.
1: I thought I thought he did it, and she was like, "Oh, I wasn't. Expe- I didn't think we were there yet." But you know what? It's been a long time since I leaned against anybody. Mm. Uh, See,
0: I read it. I, I read it as she was like, "What the hell?" And she like jumped in to get a good look. Well, no, at um, that
1: point and, when she noticed it, she grabbed him and was like, "What the fuck are you hiding?" And saw right. the ticks all over his neck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You got to imagine these are these are Cretaceous ticks. These are huge ticks. Good
1: point. Good, good point.
0: And these are ticks that can live off of uh, you know the whatever bird scales that you know raptors had. Probably skin. Well, I mean, but like, like it's a it's a bird or reptile skin. Like we we, I only see ticks on like mammals, sure. and I don't. I I would imagine that if you were to burrow under a scale, it would be a lot harder to get you out.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying dinosaurs don't have scales.
0: No, I guess they might not.
1: Okay, as long as we're there.
0: I mean, my my image certainly looks like something with scales. Well, my full color illustration has scales. Has pebbled skin, but not scales. Fine. Moving on from the scale debate. Um, yeah, so she gets in there. She's like, gross. Like, you're not worth mating with. And then she, like, scares him off, like, get away from me. Not now, Mrs. Torrance. Whoa. What? I like could
1: real, Danny, real quick. Yep. Uh, any more notes on that chapter? Uh, one, uh, but it's when it's one of those that does come up again later. So maybe I uh, miss, misspoke, miswrote, but... Sunset and going to sleep, but almost Doctor Crichton because I don't think he became a doctor. Uh, I meant to look it up, didn't? My fault. Um, suspects that suggests that raptors are nocturnal. What's going on here?
0: I read this other book by this guy named Crichton, <laughs> and he says dinosaurs are, are Velociraptors are nocturnal hunters. However, and his book was a lot thicker than yours, like this.
1: <laughs> it, was. it was almost two hundred pages thicker. Yeah. But we will come back to that. We will revisit it. That's it for me.
0: Well, that brings us to chapter...
1: Late May, The Computer of Sisterhood.
0: Let me, me say my overview before you say anything. Kay. I have no notes. I have no notes. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say about this chapter. Really? I have got nothing...
1: So in this chapter, Red discovers her long-lost sister, she hadn't seen for three years, who has who has, who has her own brood, clutch, chicks, and she gets to be an auntie. Mm-hmm. Um, her sister is hunting on her own, and they don't really say why, since they've already established that males hang around. Did I miss something? Did they talk about where? Nope. Okay. Um. And then, at the end of the chapter, her sister totally cock-blocks her, when some actual strapping hardy males show up and and raptor reds clearly i mean they don't they don't detail it but you can tell just just by um empathy with the character that she's feeling maybe a little guilty that she's looking at this new raptor and thinking damn he's even better than my old mate
0: yeah she's a uh, she she may have lost her old mate in a dry lake bed but that only makes her more thirsty
1: <laughs> yeah um and this guy
0: also you use the term cock blocking and I want to be clear to our listeners, uh because birds evolved into Dinosaur- dinosaurs, yeah, dinosaurs, all, evolved into birds, all sure. male dinosaurs are called cocks. Right. Absolutely. And so that's what Rob's referencing right. is that these all these cock raptors. Yeah. Or or raptor cocks, I guess, might is that the right way to say it? Yeah, I think so. Do you say like chicken cock? Yeah. When you're talking about it? Yeah. Chicken cock. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not sure if that's the right order. I think you just say cock. But I want to make it clear that I'm talking about a raptor. No, I understand. And the difference between a cock and a rooster? Same thing. Well, could I call them rooster, rooster raptors?
1: No, you have to call them cocks.
0: All right. Well, these cocks are the walk, they... Uh, yeah, they they, they, get a, they they come up and they're like, hey, we're super cool. And then her sister's like, get away. Like, she's not interested. Yeah.
1: This is basically, if you're watching Bridgerton, the new Netflix series, uh, this is basically <laughs> the Duke of Hastings of raptors. That's what I'm saying.
0: Oh my, he's so Duke of Hastings. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, I mean, undoubtedly. And
1: the sister drives him off. Maybe she's a little jealous. I don't know. But Raptorette's just like, uh, oh,
0: Thanks. She's a little Duchess of Hastings, right, guys? Uh, kind of,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yeah, her
1: her sister's being a little bit of a uh, Lady Featherington, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> oh, because Raptors have feathers.
1: You haven't watched the show.
0: I haven't seen it th- a minute. <laughs> I haven't seen a single promo image. I was just extrapolating.
1: Oh, that's all I've got.
0: Um yeah, so recapping basically, she gets together with her sister. I know Rob already did this, but I'm going to do it again. Sure. Um they they hunt together, they reunite. And Raptor, one of the things I like about this book again is this the way he uh sort of po- uh suggests that animals might have a capacity to understand lineage, mm-hmm. where he does the thing where he does the sort of math of like my parents, half of me. Mm-hmm. Sister Half of me, uh, children, the, the siblings, my my the my sister's babies, less than half of me, mm-hmm. but still close enough. She can tell that all through scent and like understanding. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. I wonder. I mean, who knows how animals do that? But exactly. it made me wonder. Like for example, uh, I have a dog, and. We adopted our dog um, from a, a a litter of three puppies, and they all came from a a village in Alaska that were flown to Anchorage and given to a adoption place. And I initially really wanted to get two of them from the same litter. I wanted two puppies that looked the same, and I wanted that very badly. But they, the place I adopt from has a policy against that, so you're not allowed. So I had to choose. and I picked one. I picked the best one. I know that, but um, it made me sad because it made me because I love her so much. She's so incredible. She's she's like a Disney Channel dog. She's like the kind of dog where you're like, wow, I you're telling me someone's trapped in a well, and I know it. Like I can I know what you're trying to say. It's, it's uncanny. Um, so it makes me even sadder that I didn't get two of those. And, uh, so I, you know, knowing that, but knowing that everybody who did adopt was probably still in town around the time we adopted her about a year after we adopted her, I took her to, uh, like PetSmart or something like that. And I saw this, this couple with a dog that looked a lot like my dog, like a whole lot. And my dog's weird. My dog's a mix mutt thing. She's this, she's a small little dog that looks like a she looks like she's a perpetual like black lab puppy mm-hmm. she's, she's always going to look like that uh she weighs like 20 pounds she's a tiny little dog um and there's this other dog that looks exactly like her in this store and I'm just looking at it like oh it's 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 too coincidental and so like I I approach the people and I say hi um your dog's beautiful or something nice and then I'm like can I I uh, can I ask you a couple questions about your dog? And they're like, oh, okay, weirdo. <laughs> and I'm like, did you adopt your dog, you know, in this year, in this month? And they were like, yeah, actually we did. And I said, and did you adopt it from these people at this location? And they said, yeah. And I said, and did your dog come from this village? And they were like, yeah. And I said, was it, was was it of a litter of three puppies? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, cool. Our dogs are siblings. <laughs> And then they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, look at them. And then they looked at them and they're like, oh my God, it looks exactly alike. And so then like we got them together in the store. My dog didn't want to have anything to do with her sister. Nothing. Like completely like standoffish. And like I have a photo of them, of them meeting and I'm holding my dog in my lap trying to get her to greet her sister. And she's like, you know, paws out away. Like, nope. Like stretching out. Like, I don't want to see this thing. I don't want to talk to this thing. This bitch knows what very- she did. it's very interesting it was a very interesting experience to to witness Mm -hmm. um so i have no idea what that's like with other dogs or other other uh litter mates it's probably my dog just being standoffish sure but uh but i got the chance is what i'm saying to observe a reunion akin to this in the in the book we're reading Mm -hmm. uh from a non-human species sure and it was uh, it was nothing like. This. Well, I
1: mean, the difference being these these raptors were raised together in a familial environment.
0: That's Until true. they were That's ready true. to go
1: out on their own. So they do have a history.
0: Yeah. These guys were only raised with each other until about eight, nine weeks. Right. Yeah. Um. So. And then she and she they meet some young guys and they don't get she doesn't get to mate with any of them. But sad. I feel
1: like 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 she'll get another chance.
0: I think by the yeah yeah let's 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 get move on. It's ba- basically
1: um, Raptor Jane Austen here. <laughs> Mr. Raptor Darcy and, will come back.
0: And you said you didn't want to read Chuck Tingle.
1: No, I was I was building to that, but thank you. We're saving that for the climax. I I'm starting to get Chuck Tingle, that's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Raptor Red's high. <hot>. Um <laughs> um my dinosaur lawyer <laughs> is uh, suing my ex-husband for my haunted ass. <laughs> That's basically a Chuck Tingle book <laughs> in space. Um, <laughs> I-, I love those run-on sentence titles. Sure. Oh, well, that then that brings us to the next chapter.
1: Late May, the Turtle of Trinity.
0: Um, okay, my first note yep. is a anti-new word alert. Oh. Yeah, he uses this word, n- noisiferous. Noisiferous, maybe? I, I saw that too. Where, where where's, uh, where's that in yours? Page what? I, I don't know. I didn't have the actual page number. I
1: certainly saw it, and it was, it, it looked like a cross between noisome and coniferous, and it was very odd.
0: Yeah, uh, I I tried, I googled it, I looked it up in my dictionaries, uh, my digital dictionaries. I couldn't find it at all. I couldn't even find someone going, oh, did you mean this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just typoed and misspelled. Uh, no, nothing. I got nothing for this word. I mean, I think he just means noisy.
1: Yeah. It was a weird word.
0: Arguably not a word. I mean, that's the thing. Is it's just a weird word to have.
1: Maybe he was jealous that Shakespeare got to make up words and decided that now it was his time.
0: I guess he succeeded, but <laughs> nobody's using it.
1: Nope.
0: All right. Uh, all I have after that is an overview. So you go ahead. Uh,
1: my only note then is uh, maybe nocturnal after all. Counter counterpointing my other note where right. they discuss the raptor sleep cycle, where she goes to sleep at sunset but then wakes up around midnight. Right. So I jumped to conclusions, and I'm sorry, Dr. Backer. You are a paleontologist well, the other... who knows what he's talking about.
0: Well, there's the other thing where they mentioned they go through the whole thing about talking about how, like, well, maybe each sister actually has a different, like, circadian rhythm. So that's not that. It's that evolutionary advantage for a clutch to have, you know, different uh, chicks in it with, the, with different like times where they would function best so that depending on the environment you know that they're born into the ones that uh, would adapt best to whatever the environment provides will survive and continue to breed and i was like yeah i guess that makes sense but i guess i would also like to see that in nature be- before assuming it would happen right and i'm not saying he hasn't i'm just saying uh much like how Crichton would leave out his real-world examples for the things he said, I wish there was a real-world example here of, like, some birds are both nocturnal and not. Right, right. And I don't, I don't have any of that. Because
1: I had to do third-party research while reading Jurassic Park to find out about the scler- scleral rings that, the, right. that they had in their skulls that suggested right. they had enhanced night vision, and that's why they were nocturnal. Right. Uh, there's right. nothing about that here either. It's like Just it's like, like there's this nocturnal raptor cover up, and I'm like, I'm not sure why they don't
0: <laughs> want us to know. My nocturnal raptor lawyer is suing my ex-husband <laughs> for my haunted ass in space. <laughs> for my haunted ass in space. <laughs> 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 so that uh, I, my overview is. Uh, I think I'm figuring out that this book is going to be mostly raptor red interacting with a variety of Cretaceous animals, so the author can describe his theories about how animals lived in 10 to 15 pages. And I understand this may be very boring or even tedious, but I kind of like it. Well,
1: I mean, it's 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 the naturalist version of backstory for a new character.
0: Well, except I don't think these characters are coming back. I don't think we're true, to see but that that's turtle, no, no different really
1: again. than um, King in the Lost World. How he got a, a well, has a backstory. Point. Well, he had a moment, but not really. Not worthwhile. Not to have a backstory. So we learn all about the turtle of Trinity and how this turtle has its uh, life cycle, laying clutches of eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the chapter that talks about the crocodile? Is it? I believe so.
0: That one I thought was kind of interesting, this idea of, like, for some reason, this was the one crocodile that would spawn most crocodiles ever. Yeah,
1: the the matriarch.
0: I mean, I guess that's got to be true about, like, some ancestor for most species, but it seems like the challenge there is, like, yeah, if you go back far enough, but at the same time, the thing about, like, species that branch off is that, like...
1: No, the croc mother just, was the previous chapter, you're right.
0: Right. Um, anyway, so there's a croc story where the crocodile uh, tries to eat one of the chicks or is, like, threatening to eat one of the chicks, and the raptors stand stare down the, the croc. Uh, and then the turtle is a turtle that Raptor Red sees at night and decides she's going to check out and breaks one of her teeth trying to eat it, uh, cracks it on its shell, and... It's just you know and the turtle
1: is completely nonplus. It's just like yep, that's what happens to turtles. But I got a shell.
0: Yeah, and then and then as, as soon as, <laughs> as Raptor Red drops the turtle, the turtle's like, now I've got to go lay my eggs immediately, because my entire inclusion of this book has to encompass the my whole life cycle. <laughs> <laughs> and that, all right, whatever. That's it. The uh, I will say that the the just the first person description of being a turtle being. Uh, running for your life to make it to water from your your uh, nest was pretty terrifying. Oh yeah, like the part where the 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 dactyl picks her up and bites her leg and she feels pain and then falls. Oh
1: yeah, totally. And how she was one of maybe two that made it to the water, and then the other one still right. died. Right. Yeah, baby turtles. Not, baby turtles are not impervious to all things.
0: No, and they're like evolutionarily, evolutionarily, like they have a lot of, like, detractions. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of strikes against them. Like it, it's like for, no wonder they evolved like to have so many babies, like so many eggs in in each nest because like they are not going to make it because you know, airborne modern dinosaurs are going to eat them. Mm-hmm man turtles are the best and are i feel bad for them i see i feel bad for turtles raptor red not so much turtles yeah turtles are sad
1: they develop this 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 thick protective shell to keep everyone out they can't let anyone in because because deep down they know they're just gonna have a beacon there driven through their heart
0: is this a pixar movie you're pitching
1: yeah I'm, i want to follow the life of the uh turtle that moana saved
0: not the turtle in the uh, Australian currents the, No fuck that. Pine He's got Nimo. Crush
1: with him or Crash or whatever his name is. He's got a daddy turtle look up too. What did that Moana turtle have? Moana, fine. A saint who helped it start out, but after that, nothing.
0: You don't you don't know the name of that young turtle? No. It's Marty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's our picks, pitch to Pixar. We are going to make so much money.
0: <laughs> oh man, that was silly. Um, I loved it. <laughs> um. All right. Do you have any more notes on these chapters?
1: I do not, but I am looking forward to see where this this book goes. It's kind of a unique read, and I'm it, enjoying it. It is. I don't.
0: Not, like I said, I don't. I don't think I've ever read a third person dinosaur or first-person dinosaur and third-person omniscient narrative what about, story ever before. What
1: about those, like, Incredible Journey, uh, uh, Call of the Wild-style stories? Do they read like this? Have you ever read any of those? I have not.
0: I've read, like, are you talking about just, like, Jack London?
1: Anything from an animal's perspective.
0: I don't think I have read anything from an animal's perspective uh, before. Isn't Call of the Wild from a dog's perspective? I don't think I read Call of the Wild. Okay, I, read, okay. to build, I, read, I read To Build a Fire. Okay. And... I've read Animorphs a lot, but
1: <laughs> well, that's almost the same. There's there's some I read, stuff I read in there Cujo that's like... that had certainly some dog perspectives.
0: In Animorphs, it's a lot of like the human side fighting the animal sure. side. I never read um, Animal
1: Farm, but that was more allegory, so that didn't count. Right, those those might as well be the animals from Narnia.
0: Right, um, I've never I've never read uh, the one about the bunnies.
1: What Watership down. I feel like they had. Human-like societies—that was going to be allegorical too. I feel like Updeck did that a lot.
0: Okay. Um, um, yeah, I, I feel like this is at least for me unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Also excited to see where it goes. Although I feel like if I if the next if it's this if it's just too much more of the same, like I want Raptor Red to go on an adventure. I want to read about her adventure. I don't want to just keep reading like side quests about right. Other, other animals you want Raptor uh, Red
1: The Legend of Curly's Gold
0: yeah I want I want Raptor Red Homeward Bound I want like like Raptor
1: Red voiced by Michael J. Fox
0: a uh
1: haji ah, American... Raptor Doc are you, you telling Raptor me I gotta Red... get back to the crustaceous
0: I want Raptor Red <laughs> an American Southwest Tail. <laughs>
1: Oh, there are no carnitores in America. Pangea. Shit. <laughs> had it. I had it and I just <laughs> threw it away. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I mean, you looked at the maps in the front. It's kind of Americash. It's American, but Pangea would have been funnier. I I suck. Um, okay. You got any other things to to note? I don't. Shortest episode ever. Alright, let's get to the new word alert. There's a new word alert. <laughs> He's excited every time oh, so so does my wife she she got mad when she was listening to the last episode and she heard me say something about a new word alert and then was like there isn't one or something. i don't remember how it went but it was she didn't like it uh she's like oh i got excited she likes hearing the sound for some reason <laughs> all right here we go first word for the new word alert pelage what was it
1: Pellage. Pellage? pelage pelage, pelage pelage what's pelage
0: it's a noun okay it is the hairy covering of a mammal huh whereas i think plumage is like the feathery covering of a bird okay
1: okay yeah yeah yeah
0: pelage is the hairy covering of a mammal i don't know if they're related but that's how i'm justifying it sure next new word bravura say it again bravura
1: it sounds like brochura.
0: Bravura.
1: Bravura. Sure. I, I, I've seen it written before, and I always assume it's kind of like a bravado. You've heard it. You've seen it written in this book. I've heard it written before. I stand by that. Is it like unto bravado?
0: And you tell me what you think bravado means.
1: Um, A facade of bravery.
0: Mm, You might be able to argue that for the third definition, but no.
1: Yeah, no, no, Um, you're right. I've seen it. No, you're right. I'm I'm mixing the words up in my head. I've seen it uh, coupled with, like, a bravura performance from an actor. There you go. Uh, But I I, I, I still couldn't articulate what it means. I I can cite it, but I can't define it.
0: It is a noun. The first definition is in music. A musical passage requiring exceptional agility and technical skill in execution.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: The second definition is a florid, brilliant style. Mm. The third definition is a show of daring or brilliance.
1: So, basically, I'm right.
0: Basically. Now, there's an adjective version. Okay. Which is marked by a dazzling display of skill. Hmm. So. There you go new word alert uh, I think that's the end of the episode the next time we read for the next episode the chapters will be flood and Panzers or early June flood and Panzers up and not past up to and not past bubbles or, or August bubbles
1: And we will and somewhere in there will be that chapter I keep seeing wax.
0: Don't talk backs? <laughs> I don't think there is. Oh, there it is. Wacky wax. <laughs> Told you. Right? Isn't that funny? It's it's like the second chapter in. I'm sure it's going right, to be those well, dinosaurs
1: with the big beaver tails and the 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 grid of, of spines on their back. I can't think of their names.
0: Ankylosaur? Maybe. Looks like an Ankylosaur to me or something similar.
1: There's an actual picture with it. Well, I'm not going to be uh, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for myself.
0: Well, you spoiled the the title already, so we know wacky whacks are involved.
1: Yeah, but that's a good spoil.
0: All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of Death Readers. So, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Readers, And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. I'm a child.
1: You're not mature like me.
0: I'm going to be up all night, bouncing off the walls. I'm going to take a drink.
1: Then you're going to lick your
0: balls. (laughs) I do. I'm a child. I was going to say, I'm going to take a drink from waterfalls, but (laughs) Uh, Uh... I guess I'll now take a drink to wash your thoughts out of my mouth. (laughs) That sounds like a violent threat. Yeah, that did not... (laughs) That sounds like something that a mobster would say. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, mobster magician. Hey, listen, uh, you know, you got a nice uh, you got a nice bank here. You got a nice establishment, a family family owned business, you know? Be ashamed if I Alakazam made it disappear. Is this your fucking card?
1: <laughs> Is this your business card? It's it's just the world of my own. We're like
0: we're listening to
1: NPR, and I hear a voice telling a story. and I'm like, that voice sounds familiar, and they're like, that was Richard Mazer, and I'm like, oh, it's Richard Mazer. My wife's like, who's Richard Mazer, and I'm like, you don't know Richard Mazer? He was briefly the president of the Screen Actors Guild, and he was the father and licensed to drive with Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, and he was also the grown-up Stanley Uris in the It television miniseries. And she just gave me that look.
0: Yeah, but I know who that guy is, though. Well,
1: or, or, or we're watching that new television show, Bridgerton, which is set in, like, 1813. And they and, and they do they have a gimmick where they have all these modern songs, like by Taylor Swift or Maroon 5 or Billie Eilish, that are recomposed to sound classical, and they're played in the background. But you're listening to it, and you're like, oh, I know this song, or at least my wife did. Um, and I looked it up, and I'm like, sure enough, that's this whoever's person. I didn't recognize a single one of them. The one time I recognized one song in that show... It was a, dancing with myself. It was Italian Concerto nine seven one by Bach.
0: So it wasn't a period. It wasn't anachronistic.
1: No. And again, my wife just gave me that Richard Mazer look. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You
0: playing the spoons? <laughs>